Informative. Educational. Objective. Inclusive. Comprehensive. This is Progress Report. Updates and conversations from the Government Information Service. Good day and welcome to another episode of Progress Report. My name is Ivan Kana, my lovely co-host Glenniva Hodge, and we are honored, I can speak for both of us, we are honored today to have one of the most prolific uh, radio personalities. I think he's so much more than that. He is a man that is, in my opinion, and you can write this down, quote me on this, he's the epitome of journalism in the Eastern Caribbean. And I say that without any qualms and no disrespect to anybody else. If you know anything about his career and what he has meant to the field, you would say that too. So I'm hoping before we get into some matters underground that we can touch those things today. And that is the person of Mr. Keith Stone Graves. Thank you very Did much. Did I say that correctly? Yes, Keith Stone Graves. Thank okay, you. so let me ask you a question just uh, so we can break the ice. Uh, I know Tell, that was coming. All right. Tell me about the nickname Stone. Well, that's a long story, but to be brief, it's a story I got from my school days in Montserrat, going to secondary school on the cricket field. I was always very tough. I was uh, avid, you know. Uh, cricketer uh-huh. played for juniors, played for my national team, senior national team. As okay. I was still in school, uh-huh. and the stone thing came into it because I they just could not get me out of the wicket. Oh, by I was tough. I was batting a lot of times without pads and oh, tips wow. and so on. I wouldn't flinch. I never ran. You the faster you come. Harder they come, the harder they fall. Yeah, the you're going back to the boundary. So they just, that's where the stone came in. Why this man is like a stone wall. Nice. You can't move him, he's like a rock. But I don't think much of that has changed. <laughs> not in cricket, but in other areas, to be honest. Because he's solid. He's solid. Right? Ivan, I am so glad you asked that yeah. question because for years, uh-huh. yes. you would not believe that I thought his name was, was Keith Stone. stone. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people did that. That's Keith. Stone, Stone is the is yes. pet name. Yeah. And incidentally, and I always tell people this, when I was at the BBC, mm-hmm. there was another Keith Graves. He uh, was in one studio and I was in another studio. So we had to, the distinction came in nicely. So you had Keith Stone Graves and uh-huh. you had Keith Graves, both presenting, both going out to different audiences at the same time. Oh, wow. So it worked very beautifully there. I am <laughs> and, and, and it's stuck. <laughs> but, but, but the stone has stuck. The stone yeah, has yeah, stuck. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you something. You just mentioned the BBC. I don't think people understand how how far, wide, and deep your career has spanned where radio and journalism is concerned. Give us a snapshot. Yeah, I get this all the time as well. I started out, well, I always had a love for radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to and monitored the BBC from the time I know myself. Okay. You know, I was always into the BBC and radio has always been my passion. Mm-hmm. In school, when the other students didn't know what they wanted to do, uh-huh. I told my teachers, look, I want to be a journalist, I want to be a broadcaster up front. So in school, I had my 
subjects carefully tailored right. to this profession, which I've been in now for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. All right? So I started, when I was in high school, I still used to go to the national radio station and help out, get the wire clippings and carry them into the journalists, nice. take them home after the day, at the end of the day, and read, read, practice to write. Then I would get a, I bought myself a little tape recorder mm-hmm. and I would go high up in the mountains in Montserrat, all mm-hmm. by myself, by a little brook. And I would sit down and just practice Calling words, right. reading to myself, tape right. it, uh-huh. playback. Uh-huh. Carry it to a friend of mine, listen, critique, playback. And it all started. Um, then professionally, I started in 1978, straight out of high school. Okay. After I'd finished my exams at the secondary school. Didn't even know my results. Uh-huh. And I was, I was fortunate to have landed at the best radio stations in the Caribbean at the time. Radio Antilles. 200,000 watts of real Oh. Broadcast power, <laughs> and uh, I got in there myself and a lot of uh, another gentleman who lots of people knew about Albert Dubai Richards, okay. who hosted this big show Caribbean Togetherness in Montserrat. So we started out at the same time, mm-hmm. and uh, so I came to Radio Antilles. Julian Rogers, my mentor and still my good friend, he was the manager in charge at the time, and I remember coming in the first day, and Julian took me into a room. And Julian gave me a script uh-huh. and tell me, read this script for me, young man, a new script. And after I read the first line, he said, stop. And he, Julian had this big voice, stop, big Barbadian voice, booming sound. Uh-huh. He said, stop, you're hired. Got in the newsroom. That was it. That was it. So I started with Radio Antilles in 1978. Uh-huh. I worked my way right up. I started out as um, a junior journalist, uh-huh. sports editor. Then I worked my way right up to when the station closed down because of the volcano. When the volcano came in and destroyed the studios and I went in a system, I was a general manager. Uh-huh. Then after that, then I went to the BBC, spent some time at Bush out at the Caribbean service, rising up to the rank of senior producer, presenter, presented a lot of the Caribbean programs back to the Caribbean morning and evening and doing some of the specials with people like Debbie Ransom and Ken Richards and many of the folks there at the BBC. Uh-huh. Then after I left the BBC, uh-huh. I came back. The BBC asked me to come into some of the Caribbean islands to do some training. So I've been up and down the Windward Islands and the Leeward Islands doing training, young journalists, uh-huh. programs and coverage. But at Antilles, Radio Antilles, I covered a lot of stuff. I traveled extensively. Also for the BBC, traveled extensively covering covering things and training. So after that, then I went back to Montserrat, did some work there with the local station, uh-huh. did a little bit of TV. Never really loved TV. I always liked radio. Uh-huh. I like being behind, not being seen. I, I'm camera shy. Uh-huh. I, I just like you to hear my voice. So uh-huh. I did that. Then I came to Anguilla and started it all over again just continue the process okay. so radio has been my life some television when I was at the BBC but I never really liked it I always preferred radio plus I write a lot I was stringing a lot at the time for the Associated Press for Reuters for the Caribbean News Agency for Argent France Press for EFI that's the Spanish News Agency I was doing work for Voice of America Radio Canada International and during the volcano, was, I was just swamped. I was reporting for stations from all over the world during the height of the volcanic crisis wow. in, in, in Montserrat. So I've done a lot of 
of that kind of work. Now I'm just easing back a bit and helping and wanting to train people and see young journalists come and blossom, share some of my vast knowledge and experience and bring them up to speed. So that is what I'm, I'm on the, towards the end now, the twilight okay. of over 40 year career in broadcasting and journalism. I am, I am thoroughly impressed. And this is not just now. This is not just now being impressed. I, I, I agree. You know, and well, most people don't know, we do a very quick pre-show briefing. Yeah. It's, it's probably <laughs> two lines. And I said, I think this show uh, is the one that I am yeah. most intimidated by. And no, man, you shouldn't it, be. <laughs> <laughs> the, but the reason is because, like Ivan... It's a conversation. It is. But like Ivan rightfully said, in my view and the way that I see things I think when I think of journalists mm -hmm. you are the epitome of what a journalist is expected to be you carry the ethics and I've, I've had the pleasure of being interviewed by you several times <laughs> I've had the pleasure of having a very brief training with you and so to be sitting Somewhat on the other side, it is. It it feels like it's come full oh, circle. Yeah, I'm humble, man. I'm grateful <laughs> for the compliments. I feel very humble. Yes, yeah. but in all that you've spoken about and where you've come from and how, and throughout the years, I'm sure you've seen journalism change, media change. Big time. Big time. How do you feel about the changes that? have happened and continue to happen to move from mm -hmm. traditional media into now the oh, old yeah. Boston scene yeah. with social media. Mm -hmm. How does that play in to your career as a journalist? That's happened so quickly. Sometimes I have to sit up and just say, wow, coming from the traditional, the tape recorders, editing, splicing to now you go and everything is done digitally and so on. So it's been a massive, and it continues, eh? mm -hmm. it's evolving all the time. The traditional media, as I always say, has its place and will continue to have its place. Right. The other newer style, newer branding, social media thing and citizens journalism and broadcasting you know that's taking over now and coming to the fore so I've seen a transition from one but it has happened very quickly and if you're not careful you get swamped up into it but there's some basic tenets that remain which are and I come from the old school getting your information correctly researching studying understanding what you're doing and realizing that it's a privilege that you might have access to radio station, television station, newspapers. It's a privilege and it ought not to be abused. And you have to know how to handle it. I, 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 this journalism thing and broadcasting is very, very, very serious business. This is not a place for jokey, jokey, jokey. It's serious. You hold... You carry a lot of weight uh -huh. in your hands. True. And with that, comes with that, coming with that is, big word, don't hear it often enough, responsibility. But, but the sad responsibility. part is... Responsibility. The sad part is... is, is, is and you can change things. You can, you can shake up this country just like that. But, but someone so to abuse to that be, power... 
and that is where I have a serious. That is where I differ, and I have serious differences. So, 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 what do you say to the folks that gravitate to journalism that you know is not responsible? I would say you need to stop it. One, in this profession, you need to be trained. You need it's a specialized area that calls for training, just like any other profession. You need to go to school and go through and train, get proper training in the basics, the basic things of what to say, what not to say, what you can say, the laws, the ethics, what to write, how you can write a particular story, what you what you put into the story, the content, how it's edited, how it's phrased, how it is even presented, because even in your presentation you can be, you know, Skewing you can come across as. Uh-huh. skewing in a particular direction. Just even the, your tonal presentations, by the way you present, by the words you say, by just the way you present something, uh-huh. could set off that perception that you're one way, this way or the other. So you have to be so much on top of your game all the time. Not sometime. Uh, but training, training is very, very important. You have to engage. You have to allow yourself, put yourself out there to get proper training there are many of us who started out and you got the rough crash courses and so on Uh but that is fine uh, or was fine for the time but in this modern age you really have to be because you have so many things you're contending with and so much pressure is put on you as a journalist as a broadcaster someone in media so much pressure you're the most looked out for guy or girl you know people is he creating trouble? He doing this. He messing up the country. He doing that. He doing that. He against his party. Against that party. He not for us. He for us. And you 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 constantly come under that. You can't say you're constantly peppered from one side. You do this. You are the best for this side. You do something else. The other side hates you. We have so to be balanced. You have to be balanced. You have to be okay. balanced. You have to be fair. You have to be objective as possible. You have to be accurate in your in your information. You have to do proper research, which is something sadly lacking by many of my colleagues. Yeah. So I'm not only speaking for Anguilla now, I'm speaking okay. because I'm a Caribbean man. Yeah. Everybody knows that. I'm a Caribbean. I just happen to have been born in Montserrat, but I say the Caribbean and the world. That is the space in which I operate. I don't, you know, I physically here in Anguilla, but I operate in a regional and international space. I, I, I appreciate that. And... Um, to be entirely honest, I'm going to say this and put this on record. I wonder if you're going to say well, <laughs> This is the evil show. <laughs> I'm just here to facilitate it. Add that little bit of balance and yes. that male testosterone <laughs> to the room. So I know she's going to take over this interview because That's fine. she has a whole lot of questions. I have no problem. But I want, I want, I want to, to go back to something and it's, it's not to skew to point uh, mm-hmm. to kind of like twist it in a way. But I wonder if <clears throat> my voice is going. I wonder if persons understand that as journalists, even me, mm-hmm. so I had a, I had a let, me, let me give you the, 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 the and I want to stop you there, you got to be careful and I've been very careful in using that word journalist you know, ah, tagging that to my tagline you know, <laughs> okay good because I'm not a journalist. <laughs> uh, okay, journalist. that is what I thought. Journalists. <laughs> is, I see a lot of people right. tagging okay. journalists and references to people being journalists. And that is not quite true. Exactly. So that's, what, that's exactly where I was going. I, was, I said journalist and then I said, even me. Now, I'm not a, a journalist. That's why I said sense. even me. Because I, I, I've, I've inherited some responsibility. 
I've been tasked with some responsibility because when we when we go out, I I don't know if many yeah. get it now, but the amount of people on island and even in the diaspora mm-hmm. listening to this program, it's weighty. <clears throat> it's extremely weighty. The pressure that we're under. <clears throat> but this is what I wanted to get to. Is it possible to turn it off? And when I say turn it off, like, is it possible to turn it off the responsibility? No. <laughs> and people don't get that. I don't think everybody gets that because I, I thought I could. You're the public relations officer of the government of Angola. You have a specific role and sort of responsibilities that go with it. That's your, that's the job that you do. So whether you, whether you're at home or in, in the office or wherever you go, you're on the beach, people still look at you. They're not going to distinguish and say, well, boy, this is Ivan Connor and he's out of his PR suit today. No, that's how they see you. They see me on the street. They see me as a journalist, as a broadcaster. I had, I had Whether I'm at church, whether I'm in the playing field or the cricket field, wherever I am. Man, that's a lot of pressure. That's a, so you, you, bear, you, you just, you know, once you're tagged... You just go with it. So, so I had a situation. Yeah. I was in like a, a group chat recently, and I usually don't share information in the group yeah. chat. I have a broadcast list, and then it sends out. But the person that usually would send out because they had a broadcast mm-hmm. list, they didn't share something. And then I was given a question in after I shared a particular mm-hmm. item. It just so happened that it was government related. It was just a notification for a show, actually, for your show. <laughs> and the person came after me. Someone came after me. With a question, I'm like, I know these people have each other's numbers. So I was like, you can ask yeah. him. Like, I was like, I wasn't being disrespectful, and I was like, wow, like, like who are you? I'm like, I'm I'm not sharing this as Ivan Kana PR for government. I'm just in this as everybody else because I needed that little break. But I just shared something. Perception. That's it. Perception. That's it. That's how they see me. And I like, see you in that room. <coughs> whether, like, you're, whether you're on duty. Or mm-hmm. off duty, and you're never off duty, really. Once you're in media, you're never really <laughs> off duty. You're always on it. So that's how they see you as a government, and they expect certain things of you. They expect mm-hmm. you to know certain things. That's it. They expect to walk up to you and say, "Look, Mr. Connor, so 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 so, tell me," and you are expected to present them with the information. What is that? Hence, fear? this is why I'm saying, and I'm going to get to that about <laughs> the fairness. This is why I'm saying that you need to be properly trained. Uh-huh. You need to inform yourself. You need to research and you need to have information at the top of your head. And if, if you don't, you have to be honest with them and tell me, look, I don't know, but I could find out and get back to you. Uh, you could point them you in know. the direction. Of but in terms of fairness, it's just what you, it's just, it's just a field that you've, you've gone into. This is what you've committed to. And you have, once you've committed to that, uh-huh. there's no way out. You, this is, People are going to look at you in that way. As the government's PR man, you're expected. Ivan should know this. Ivan should know this. Ivan should know that. Well, I should have you know, so you, you have to. You, you have to <laughs> they expect you to be in the know. They expect you that they call on you. They call you. Mm-hmm. They meet you on the road or call your office and say, Mr. Connor, so so. And they expect an answer from you, a truthful, honest. And I, I don't have, I don't have a problem with that. But what I have a problem you know, with is but that's how they perceive you. That's how they see you. When you give them the truth, you give them the answer. Then they want to turn it into an argument. Yeah. You called, you, 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 you use a term earlier. You said community. No, it wasn't community. So those people, citizens journalism, citizens journalism. Yep. Is is that why it is when 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 people feel like they they have a position or they have quote-unquote facts and they want to run with those. But that's a new area we're into now. The days of citizens' journalists, citizens' journalism, and citizen broadcasters and so on and so forth. That is the new realm 
of the industry. This is where we move from from the traditional mm-hmm. sort of thing, where you had somebody who went to school, trained, come back, started to write uh, to write for newspaper, broadcasts for radio, TV. Now you're moving, you're taking that space with the onset of the social media and the way things have evolved and moved so quickly. That space has now been filled mm-hmm. by with the advent of, of, of social media by citizens, journalists, where everybody can take up a, their cell phone, mm-hmm. modern cell phone, and go out and capture something, take a video or get some audio and feed that back in, in real time. Yes. Not even like the old journalist yeah, time where you go and yeah. record and tape and come back mm-hmm. and edit and then put out. Yeah. Those days are over. Because uh, with the citizens' journalism now, long before, when you come later on, you're coming at the back end. The citizens' journalists, they have that out in real time. So this is what we're competing with, uh, the traditional journalists versus the, 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 the newer citizens' journalists. This is, what, this is where the competition is right My now. problem, though, is the contention that creates. It, it, it does. It's part and parcel of what is happening now, and it goes back. Traditionalists like me... This is what we have to contend with. And this is something I'm coming to grips with. And I have to. You have to just accept. It's just mm-hmm. the way the world is now. But I would always go back to the mm-hmm. basic tenets. The, the good things. The accuracy. Um, not necessarily. Yes, it's good to be first. As we say, it's good to have your thing. Good to be breaking the news and getting things out first. But not at the expense right. of being inaccurate. And, and that's why and misleading good, and, and that's, false and that's why you don't answer some things right away <laughs> you need the time and, that is, the time. and, I, and I don't don't fault you for that take your time and make sure you research yeah, so when I you would, put it out yeah, you might be might be slow or behind but well, you're accurate, accurate. Yep. whereas you take it and you run with it it's you know you have to be coming back and correcting but if exactly. you even and apologizing do, if you even do that yeah. <laughs> And that is not something <laughs> you know what you know. Me? Good that, people in the media, media professionals don't like to be coming back and correcting yeah. them. Oh, that, that's that's me naturally, but you know what scared right. me about this yeah. entire thing? <laughs> like on the first day coming into office, <laughs> the PAS sat me down and she told me and she showed me that I am bounded by the same yeah. principles of collective responsibility as the ministers. Right. I cannot go there in my capacity as PRO and say something. Yeah. That is not supposed to be said. Is not factual. Is not accurate. Just like the minister, because you're the bridge. You're the bridge. The legitimate bridge between government and the public. Exactly. So anything and everything that you say and you 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 put out, we expect that is the truth and that is truthful. It's supported by facts. It can be backed up. It can be fact checked. That's just what's expected of you. And that's why. So it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's not an easy. Is your role is not easy because you 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 are that link between government. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you take you 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 into the briefings with ministers. They brief you on what is yes. happening and so on. There's certain information, and they tell you, well, look, we need to get this out yes. in, in real time. This is what we want to put out. Then you have to f- you find that bridge now, and you have to get that out to the public public have questions, they want more, or they, you know, they yes. have questions to ask, they feel that like they've been shortchanged. So it's a difficult position. It's not one that, you know, one can take lightly. I'm, I'm happy that hope, you, I'm you know, happy It's not one that you can that. take lightly. No, it's a serious, serious, and that's, that's serious the thing. work. And I'm going to stop here. <laughs> no, if you're to do it, if you, if you were to do it properly and professionally, that yes. is, yeah, it has to be taken very seriously. Absolutely no doubt about that. And I life. and I agree with you. And the one thing that I would add, and it's I'm mindful of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this: 
I have too much respect for journalism as a profession to consider myself a journalist. Right, me too. I'm not that. I'm I, 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 I struggle with any title I go, well, I'm the co-host of Progress Report. I'm yeah. not employed by government of Angola. I'm yeah. not their spokesperson. But I do understand and when, when you speak mm-hmm. about the role as the PRO, mm-hmm. I do also understand that by sitting in this chair next to government's PRO, mm-hmm. the perception is, is that the program itself is skewed as pro-government. Right. Mm-hmm. Because PRO says yeah. a public relations officer, yeah. but it also says pro. Yeah. And pro who? Mm-hmm. And so it's, I'm, I'm always in mindful of that. Um, and again, I, no. I respect the the field of journalism too much. So <laughs> just just throw it out there that I'm a journalist. I'm, I'm not. This is I'm how not. this is how it has to come out. You know, you are you're working for the people. Of course, that's what it is. Yes, you relate directly to the ministers and other senior oh. officials in government, but. At the end of the day, you're responsible to the people. The people are going to hold you accountable. Just as they hold the ministers of government, Mm -hmm. they're going to hold you because you're the mouthpiece. Exactly. And the information that you get from them, they expect you that you put out information to them that they can can handle, they can deal with, they they understand clearly, Mm -hmm. they're not shortchanged. You give them what they need you give them as much as you as you can as you get from 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 the ministers of the government mm-hmm. but you put that out there for the people it's not tainted it's not twisted it's just put out right you pick it up as members of the public and you you come to whatever conclusion you want to come to yes. that's it and i often you're not there to, to 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 twist it in any way no. to is it that way? You're just there. You're the mouthpiece, and people expect you as a mouthpiece to bring the news to them. Exactly. Just give yeah. me the facts. Just give and you I the facts that. and leave it. Yeah. I don't. And I let don't them, need anything. Let else. them pick through and take what they want, reject what they don't want, and yeah. so on. But you just be the facilitator. You just provide the information right. to them, and let them do the rest. Oh, we're I'll speaking. Do. We're speaking all things media. And one of the things that is interesting about this program in particular is that we cover different forms of media. So while you can prepare in one way for a radio show, Mm -hmm. we do radio, we do video, so TV, TV YouTube, online, and then it's also that podcasting space. And I wanted to tie that into what we see happening and with citizen journalism and Mm -hmm. what the definition of that. Is that just simply persons who happen to have been on the scene of a news item or newsworthy item? Uh, is it anybody who have Twitter fingers? Someone who have okay. access to a video and can go live on Instagram That's with it. their opinions. Persons who have access to the new thing. And uh, yeah. going even all the way back to when you said in the beginning, you started by just a uh, tape recorder. Tape recorder. To record yourself and to practice, mm-hmm. but nowadays you go and you buy a mic set, and everyone is a <laughs> everyone is a a, 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 podca- a podcaster. How do you bring those tenants? And do you 
think that there is room for <laughs> legislating or I, I, I it's don't, hard I don't to do. It's right, very hard to do. To legislate how persons move in that space because it, it's, no, it's no secret. We live in an age of misinformation yeah. and wading through a lot of the inaccuracy. How do you find and what do you say to people who are inundated with so much information because that is what we are in. We are in an age of so much. It's it's information vomit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, but it is. It's so yeah. much. How do you wade through all of that as a consumer? It's, how do you wade? It's so difficult. That? It's very difficult because you're gonna pick the bits that interest you. I'm gonna pick the bits that in, I have interest in. Ivan is gonna look at it. But it in this modern era, you can't stop it. It's there. It's happening. It can't be controlled because you, you'll be you're 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 bordering on privacy mm-hmm. and and so on. I have my thing. I you know I take certain pictures. I'm in a location. Something happens and I take. It's hard to control. Uh, police officers come on the scene and you know they have to deal with what they have to deal. With, but they're still being videotaped and so on and so forth. And that is going out in real time. There's no real control of it. You know, so it's a difficult. Um, era in which we're in with this once something happens somebody with a, a cell phone that has that capability and it's going out in real time how do you stop it from going out in real time before it was you had to call a reporter to come on the scene but I'm already on the scene and I'm having it there so even before the reporter the news crew arrives boom you don't get a glimpse of it so it's very difficult and this is this is the this is what the traditional traditional journalists are struggling with you just cannot beat that this new era of collecting information you hope you hope that people will have some decency that's a hope you know in putting out some of these pictures some of the pictures you see some of them are so graphic you hear Mm -hmm. expletives being used and that is going out but it's just what it is it's going to be difficult. It's difficult to legislate and to... It's hard because you really can't. You really... It's difficult to stop that. It's just, it's just a new it, it, dispensation, it, it, the new era in which we're in. It is. It is the, 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 <laughs> the realm of social yeah. media because can't just the last episode, Ivan, we were speaking and when you thought that Facebook was yeah. the it thing... Mm-hmm. Young people are like, oh, you're old. You're, you're old. That's that. old for you. You know, <laughs> when, when you have... TikTok, TikTok, Snapchat, Snapchat, and all the others. Instagram, whatever else they're using, because you can't beat it. We've already established. You gotta get up. You gotta get up to speed. That's why my daughter's been telling me, "Look, Daddy, you have to get up to speed with all of this." You know, (laughs) you're the traditional journalist, just relying on. You gotta get up to speed, and and they're correct. Even even in the show, yes, you got to get up to to speed with it. I I, I remember when I used to go with Keith. It was it was just radio, and I would have to record on my own phone if I wanted. It streamed. Right. Now I go and and, and it's yeah. be, it's being streamed, and I can just share from <laughs> my page. So I I, I, I see where yeah, it's man. the movement, and a lot of times we can focus on the negative yeah. aspects of what that means the the, the citizen journalism, mm-hmm. what that means. But we've seen so many positive movements yeah. as well that have been born yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. You spoke about recording the police. Yeah. 
and those movements that we've seen internationally, the Black Lives Movement yes. coming out of, those were things that traditionally, you traditional wouldn't, wouldn't media coming on the scene, yeah. you would have gotten maybe the police's yeah. um, recollection of how things happen, and it would have been skewed Correct. that way. Yeah. We we see we see it so much more now in terms of. How do you how do you as a traditional journalist feel about the way that traditional media is now no longer I shouldn't say traditional media mainstream media and that's the mm-hmm. term the mainstream media it's now not the be all that ends all in terms of a viewpoint because a lot of times Internationally, not not necessarily locally, but internationally, when a lot of the mainstream media is owned by the same sets of mm-hmm. persons, their viewpoint is channeled, and that's the one view that you saw. Yeah. And now you're getting so many but different. It has caused mainstream media um, professionals to to up their game in a big way, you know, because of the citizens' journalism and. Getting things out in real time, it just really force you to keep up. But I would go and, and I, I go back to it again that the basic tenets we still keep to the basic tenets of accuracy, making sure you get it right, and that's all. You know. So let me ask those you those fundamental things you can't really change. But we are in an era where this um, citizens' journalism, as we we call it, has taken over. That is the way um, things are going. Uh, and you can't just get stuck behind in the in the in the mainstream media. You're being forced now mm-hmm. um, not to stray away from the basic tenets. And I keep <laughs> you hear me talking about that all the time, but to get up to speed but and be able to practice in that in that in that sphere sphere as well. Here's my here's yeah. my here's my challenge. Mm-hmm. I think we can appreciate that there's no way to legislatively police citizen journalism. Very difficult. It's almost impossible. But you have, you have, like, you have those places in media houses, if you want to call them that, that have some sort of accent legislation to be bounded by. Mm -hmm. Radio stations that want to operate like citizen journalists, Mm -hmm. if you want to call them that. And not concerned about the accuracy of what yeah. they put out. But there's still laws. There's still laws at the book, you know, that, you know, that, you know, it's not, you're not absolutely free to say whatever you want about everybody and anybody. You're not absolutely free. There's certain laws in the books. But you, you believe that that's Libel and slander is still very much part of it. But you no. believe that that doesn't exist here. Well, that is something that we here have to be very mindful of and encouraging persons who are citizens, journalists, and people who want to get into that area to be very mindful, or people who are practicing in that area who to be very mindful of. That while they might have access to a media platform, broadcast station, television station, newspaper access, that libel and slander are still very much on the books. Mm. And if you cross the line, you will be brought, you will be booked, and you will you face the full, the harsh penalty penalties associated with doing such. So you've got to be careful. That while yes, you 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 we have freedom. Uh, we talk about democracy. Mm-hmm. There's a limit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 
It's not infinite. There's a limit to it. And as I said, the big R that goes with it, responsibility. That you can't just get up and say any old thing you want about anybody and just feel well, they're kids. One day or at some stage, somebody's going to wake up and say, look, we got to stop. You've gone too far. We've allowed you so much. You're going to have to prove what you've said about me, what you told the general public. And general public here is the world. Because most times you're streaming to the world, you know, and you're going to have to tell the court, mm. present whatever you know in the court. And the court, as the final arbiter, will decide whether you're right or ready or wrong. And you will have to get into reparation, talks about reparation, which is making amends and da, da, or compensation. So... My advice always is to be very, very careful with what you say and what you write about people. Even photographs. I've seen a lot of that mm. going around of people and so on. You've got to be very careful with that. You've got to be very, very, very careful. So, you know, the freedom is not infinite. <laughs> And you can't just abuse it. You can't just be out there because mm -hmm. I have access and I, you know, mm -hmm. just be saying any old thing, any and everything about a person. You have to be able to prove it. Right. And, and I feel like, yeah. you know, there's a space where there's recourse mm -hmm. if information is put out there against a person or an entity mm -hmm. that is not factual. But it's limited because it's limited to again, a person or an entity, but then persons have the freedom to speak about topics that don't mm -hmm. necessarily involve a person. When you say limit, meaning, let me make sure if I'm, I'm getting, because meaning that, for example, you use a broadcast station, someone mm -hmm. comes on, a host, you have a host, you have um, contributors, guests coming in. Mm -hmm. The station can be sued. The station can be sued as a station. The host, the owner, Mm -hmm. The contributor and anybody else that passes that along down the chain can be down, 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 down. Right. It can go on and on and on. Right. But okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean in terms of who can be held accountable. Okay. Okay. It was more on the topics on which they speak. So just at the most random, because God forbid, I don't know. Someone might be out there saying that the sky is green. Mm-hmm. And there is no recourse because that's not against it. It's completely false. Yeah. But it's not against a person. So there is no recourse for being able to mm -hmm. go out and say, I can't sue you for putting out false information. Because who... It's not against me. It's not against a person that uh, you said. Trust me, a, a sharp, <laughs> a savvy lawyer, legal mm -hmm. practitioner can find ways... And this is what is happening. There are guys who are trained in that area who yeah, practice media, media law, yes. media media law, law yeah. who are skilled at, at this and who look very carefully at, and listen and record and listen to recordings and who are experts in this field who can find ways of means of tying things together. It's okay. Especially if you cause somebody emotional distress. I've seen yeah. some cases like I've that. I've seen a lot of those cases and yeah. we've done a lot of those cases in, yeah. you know, in journalism school, when you're going through your case studies and so on and so forth, uh, media law, mm -hmm. there's pff, endless cases. And this is why I'm saying that we've got to be careful. We're operating not in an angular mm -hmm. space, not in an angular space. You're operating in a global space. All right? 
and once it goes out there, it's gone. You can't pull it back. <laughs> you can't pull it back. It's gone. It's set. How, how? And somebody picks it up, and uh, you're live streaming, like, uh, recording a clip or whatever is made of it. Bam! And you have the evidence there. Whoop, and it doesn't nail you. So you've got to be careful. So you, you always admonish your contributors, your guests. Look, before the broadcast... Or if they're writing something, you tell them, look, let somebody else look over that. Let, you know, get a pair of legal eyes, look over this for you and make sure that, you know, it's not libelous, not slandering anybody. But you always caution your contributors, look, this is what obtains. Yes, we have the freedom to say what, what's on our minds, say what we think, but it has to be done this way and that way. I will tolerate this. This is as far as we can push the limit. This is not to restrict freedom of expression and a lot of people mix this up all the time restricting and you 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 can't rest, you're trying to restrict no there's a limit to which you can go you can push the envelope afar i have done that many times i've gone way but then i know where you look you can stop here and i pull back in because i know if i go into that territory i know where i'm going but there's nothing to stop you to to ask politicians deep and tough questions. That's part and parcel. Yeah, it, dig deep. Yes. You know, but do your research or you understand what you what you know and go for what you want, but you have the knowledge, your information, you have the experience to know look how far I can show. So you understand the laws, you understand the laws of the country, you understand international laws, broadcasting laws related to broadcasting laws, information laws. And you push the limit. Push it as far as you can, but there's a point there, so where it gets, ooh, the lines start to, to get, get blurry. Blurry. Oh, and I say, look, boss, <laughs> it's time for me to just start backpedaling. Let me come back in here into the safe space and take it from. But nothing. I, I, and I, and this is something I say all the time. Don't, don't feel, don't feel hemmed in when you interview politicians and and, and other public officials. Go. Grill them. That is your job. That's the job of a good journalist, a good media practitioner. You, you grill. You, you, that people expect that. The, the public expects you to ask those tough questions to get answers. And the public can know when a politician or a public official is dodging. Mm-hmm. They're not stupid. The public is you, as wise as they come. Mm-hmm. They know. So you do your work. You're doing your work. And the public will support you once you're doing your work properly. They will always come behind and say, yes, ask him that. You're right to ask him this one. Dig down some more. Do that, you know. But do your work. Do your research. Prep properly. That is what I'm not seeing a lot of that. Prep. Research. (laughs) Research. I'm going to tell you. Prep your subjects. Prep. So if you're going to interview the prime minister, the chief minister, the Premier. premier. (laughs) <laughs> right? You prep for him. You know, okay, this is what, you know, the premier is coming. He's the man with all the, he should know just about everything. So you sit down before and you prep and you say, look, talk to some people. What would you want me to ask the premier? Get some serious questions. But you yourself cannot be there just as an empty, yeah. in an empty space. you got to be at the top of your game consistently. And your research must come into play. Your research, you could see, you know, I could sit and listen to interviews and I know if that person is, is prepared, if that person has done any work, any research, by simply by the way they ask the questions and the probe, probing that they do or they don't do. I know, well, okay, I could say, yes, it's, you're on track, you're getting somewhere, you're going. 
and you ask the questions four or five different ways, then when you see the public now will decide. Mm-hmm. If the politician is by his backpedaling, he's he's dodging. Mm-hmm. That's not for me right. to decide mm-hmm. as a journalist. That's for them, the public. And that is how you do it. But you have to prepare yourself. Uh-uh. And freedom of expression comes with responsibility. You cannot, and I can't say this enough, you cannot just go on radio and TV and whatever and just be spouting out things about people, especially things that are untrue, could hurt their profession, could hurt their family, could bring them, um, could cause them security issues, uh, mental stress and anguish. You've got to be careful what you do. But people don't understand. And what you see, it's serious. It's, we take this, a lot of us, or some of us take this thing for just a joke. That is just a joke that... You know, and you can't just be calling in any old body off the road and he wash my foot and come <laughs> and just have them mouting off things that they don't know they don't know anything about. They're no experts yeah. in it. You know, they might hear something or have some little knowledge in it and they're mouting off as though they're experts. And you don't challenge them. You must challenge. The challenges. That's where the good journalist, that's what the good the work of a good journalist challenges. Yeah. You're not gonna get away. You make a statement, then you're listening. As you're interviewing, you're listening. You're spending more time listening to what is being said and coming the follow-up. And you challenge. Mr. Premier, you said this. But a year ago you were saying this What has caused the change mm-hmm. What has changed between last year and this year You said this You would have done your research so you could quote You said this da, 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 da. This is what you said Mr. Premier Okay. But this year in a statement you made just two weeks ago You said this Very similar statement Why Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is this In a year why you know, Have you flipped what has happened What has changed you know, Have you had a change of heart A Change of mind has something, and you probe, you probe. Right. Yes. He may have changed for whatever reason. He may have changed because circumstances have changed. He's gone into a different. But the public need to know that, and this is the public expect you now to pull him out, pull him out, hold him, hold his feet to the fire, hold him oh. accountable. That's your job. You're not, you know, you're not doing anything untoward. You're doing your work, and that the public expects you, as their voice. As they air to do just that, but you must do it honestly. You must be fair. You must be balanced. You must be well researched. You must be well prepped, and you get that. And get the balance in there. Get the balance. Get other people with other opinions. Get as many opinions coming in. Seek out people who can offer that balance. You know, you don't want it a one-sided thing. You want you want to hear. You know, you want diverse views. Let all the let the minds contend. This is what you want. And this is how you practice and develop. And you gain the respect. People respect you and say, look, I mean, I like the guy. I think he may be um, with a politi- he has some political bias. But I could tell you, I mean, I think, but at the end of the day, this guy is a fair guy. He asks the right questions. He's balanced, gets the balance in, or he tries as much as possible to get the balance in. And he leaves it. If he's going to express his opinion, he put it in a commentary. And he says, look, I am doing this commentary. It's a commentary. A commentary is... In a commentary, I'm allowed to express my opinions. Don't mix the two. Uh Don't be doing an interview straight, what we call a straight interview, 
and you're mixing your opinions into it. If you want to do a commentary, say it's a co- and you have to say it. Yeah. Say it before. Look, I'm gonna speak about the government of Angola today, uh, but this is a commentary, and you let the listener know that in this commentary, I will be uh, offering some of my own opinions, some of my own thoughts on this. Right. So you make the, you you. It's clear, and in the in the commentary, you repeat several times that this is a commentary. You know, but you 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 make it very clear so the public knows. Well, it's a commentary. He's allowed that latitude to offer his or her opinions. Right. Don't mix the two. Straight hard news is that's what it is. Straight hard news. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm you don't a, put in your 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 opinions don't come in that. It's uh, just straight straight news. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Listening yeah, to Keith. You can understand why I was so nervous <laughs> when I announced when I in, in my previous previous life. You know, I wear many hats, and so in my previous <laughs> previous life, when uh-huh. I decided to dabble into politics, and I remember <laughs> sitting with my team mm. and sweating, <laughs> prepping for this interview because I knew it was not going to be easy. There were some interviews that I, I can tell you, I went with my team, I said to my team, mm, I could walk through that. Mm-hmm. But I know when I was going to keep, I felt like better I better have everything because I know that it was not going to yeah. be simply a sham of an interview. Because yeah, I, I would have gone and I would have looked up everything on you, where you were born, where you went to school. You know, your associations or mm-hmm. groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have looked at any comments you would have made publicly, you know, any, yes. any newspaper post. articles, your Facebook post, see what you might have said. See what you <laughs> would have said. And I said, okay. So that is all part of my preparation. So when he comes into the studio now, I say, okay. You know, I welcome you, sit down. And I start a probe. Well, look, Glenever, you said this. You want a politician yet. You want running, but, you know, do you still hold to these? Are these things you still hold to? How will this shape your political career? Would you make adjustments now because you're on the political stage? I know you've been very vocal. Would you, would you still be very vocal on women's issues and on and, and, and the issue of discrimination yeah. and, and so on and so forth? So you, but you, that comes with your preparation and your research. You have to be prepared. So if she's coming, you've got to prepare for her. Not to come and just ask some soft soak things and... Just throw little flash questions, you know. And then, you have and, to then go take in, and then taking take all kind of comments deep. and stuff yeah. in the moment and, 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 no, and not you, even you, checking those you things. You have to check them. You have yes. to check. You have to be clear in your mind precisely. So, Gleniva is coming. What am I going to ask her? What, <laughs> what do I need to ask her? Yeah. Um, you know, and you think about your questions properly and you have them all there. You know, and you 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 get into her, and you get. Cause people want that. People like not just the surface questions mm-hmm. that you answer yes, no. People want to know more. Yeah. Who's Gleniva? What you know? What has she done? You know, is she a suitable? Is she a fit person? Um, are there any skeletons in the closet that the people ought to know before they? Decide yeah. to to invest their confidence, to invest their confidence <laughs> in her and so. On. So you got to do those question. kind of things. You have to do <laughs> that, those ex- that exact question. Yeah. I, 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 remember. I remember. I remember asking: Are there any skeletons <laughs> in your closet that we should know about now? You're running mm-hmm. for public office, right? And once you're in, once the people invest in you, and they, they decide to vote for you, you're there, right? Except you decide to resign and walk away or whatever. 
you're there. They can't stop you anymore. You're, you know, you've been elected. Mm. Are there anything that we, the people should know about? This is the time. You know, tell the people, look, I may have done this or that. I'm not too proud of this, but, you know, and leave it to them. And they, you know, and people, people, the public appreciates this. Huh? You're honest. You're honest. You're above board. And people have a, a you know, a greater feel for you. You're a human being. We all make mistakes and so on. But you come clean. You come clean from up front, from the outset, and say, look, I may have had this in my past, but I've moved on. Yeah. I've had time to think about it. Things have been repaired. And this is the new Glen Eva. And you move. But Where a good journalist would do that. Those are the kind of things you do, and people appreciate you. Where do you yeah. want to see journalism? All aspects of it. The citizens' journalism, radio, television, on the local scene. I want, I want people to be that? responsible. I want people to, to, as I've been saying, to really plan, to research and prepare well. And bear in mind that you can do a lot of damage to your country oh. and its citizens if you're not well informed. You as the journalist, as the contributor, as the host... You can do a lot of damage. You can do more good than bad. You think you're doing good, but you're doing more damage. So you've got to spend time in preparation. You can't just run into a studio, open a microphone and say, talk. You've got to prepare. You've got to prepare your hosts, the people who are coming in. They have to, you have to tell them, look, this is serious business that we're doing here. We have an audience of the world and we cannot mess up. We can't, you know, so prepare yourself. Prepare, take, spend time and go through the stuff, you know, before you spout it up there. Check and fact check. And even after the broadcast, still, you know, call people and, you know, get assessment. Analyze what you've done. Bounce it off of people here and regional, global, and say, look, what you thought? Yeah. How could I have done this? What could I have done better? Yeah. So, and you keep sharp. But be sharp. You've got to be on top of your game. Be sharp. And give everybody a fair shakedown. Don't, don't uh, maintain this for that. And you know, because you might be friendly too. When you come, you give them a salt. Give everybody a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, do the work and make sure you, you know, you shake them. But practice and practice and practice. Set high standards for yourself. Right. Set high standards. And if you don't know, please just ask. Ask somebody who knows. And there are lots of people out there, media experts, media professionals, who can help, who can offer to help you. If you need the training, you, they can suggest areas you could get the training. And if you plan to make media your full-time professional, this is what you want to get into, please, for heaven's sake, get training. Get professional training. It's very important. That's what's going to keep you. Because when the tough times come, and the swells start to come over the bow mm-hmm. and things get rough. This is what's going to keep you. You're grounded because you're grounded fundamentally from the outset. Right. Right? And once you have that initial grounding, the good grounding, the rest of it is a piece of cake. You just build on it and you improve. The media is changing. You move with the times. You get up to speed. But you never forget the basic tenets of decency, responsibility, being objective, objective as you can, objective as, you know, as you can, subjective, be balanced, be fair, you know, don't be afraid, tackle
tackle tough subjects, ask tough questions, probe, probe, dig deep, dig deep, go down, go down, research, investigate. Investigative journalism, which is my favorite. Yeah, but you can't try that one on the Which is my favorite. I hear a lot of people call themselves yeah. investigative journalists. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. You have to know what you're doing. Yes, you want to know what you're doing. I'm gonna leave going out and, you know, and fetching something and saying, yeah, that's not investigative journalism. It's much more than that. It's much more than that. I want to It's a lot deeper and it, it's hard. Take it from me. As someone who've done it and continue mm. to do it, it's hard work. It could be very, very, very tricky. It could be very day. It is very dangerous. Yes. You could go into some areas that you know that uh, sometimes you 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 know yeah. And the other thing to know the laws, know the laws of your country as it relates to broadcasting. And the most basic level, Keith, is not gossip. No. And I think we need to start there. It's don't, not gossip. No, it's not about gossip. I, I don't. That's a word I don't. That's not one of the words in my vocabulary. Gossip. I'm a serious, serious, uh, serious stuff, and I take it very seriously. Okay. You see me operating in journalism is a serious. You see two sides of the guy. Oh. When I'm into my work, it's when I'm just casually relaxing. It's a, but I take this job. Seriously. Seriously, I don't fool around. I, when I'm in doubt, I leave out and I find out. If something, if I'm not clear, if I don't have that dumb butt, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna hold it, which I've done. I've hold many big stories. I hold. I've gotten information from my my multitude of sources, high level information. But you have to know how to treat it. That's another thing. Treatment of sensitive and high level information. Care for your sources. Always protecting your sources. Because if you lose your sources, you're dead. As a journalist, you're finished. Mm. So you protect them to the hilt. Right? Your trusted sources. These are people who you know they tell you something or they give you something. They say, look, you can go to church with it. You don't have to second guess. You can, But you, those people you protect right. at all costs. If it even means going to jail, protecting your sources. And I've had incidents, I've had instances of that in my own country. Taken before a judge and been asked to reveal my sources. And I respectfully declined to do that. Because doing that, if I reveal my sources, that I'm dead. I'm finished as a journalist. Because these people trust me right. with sensitive, high-level information. And I can take that information extrapolate what I want from that information, put that information out without in any way you having to po- point in a finger back to my source. But I, it's treatment of information that you get something and you, it's juicy, it's hot, and you run with it and you only to, for it to fly back in your face for you to be hammered yeah. by a, a savvy lawyer. Lawyer let a bomb in your face and you <laughs> your treatment of the information you can use it you can extrapolate yeah. and this again comes from being properly trained mm-hmm. properly researched and know what you're doing there are lots of people play, flying around and as you say want to be journalists who want to do this and you know they're not just making a mess of the profession and, and I said this very openly, I said this without any fear or favor, and anybody who knows me knows I'm a straight talker. Right. Just messing up the good name of the this noble 
profession mm-hmm. that many of us who've been in it for like me over 40 years of practicing it and have developed and honed our skills through tough times and good times you know going through the mill and you know right. practicing it the way the old fashioned way now you're coming into this new era and having to change and you know but still maintaining to the basic principles and they have not changed with all the new emerging um, social media and citizens journalism and whatnot. The basic things remain the same for every journalist everywhere in the world. It doesn't change. Once you're grounded in those, you can flick here, you can move. You know, okay. Yeah. Mindful. So, so no way. Let me let me handle this. I know. I know. Let me handle this. Mindful of the time. Yes. Are we going into another episode? I, 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 I will tell you because I am sitting here and I'm yeah. thinking, this is a masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want it to end. No, it can't, so, can because we got some stuff. So to we talk. got, we got. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we got two areas we're gonna touch. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna put this one here to bed right now for this, and we're gonna take what we get in the next one because I, there are some things I want him to go into. But, but oh, I think we, we can Yeah we, we have the time That we can Finish up in this one episode You think so? Yeah. Right, we're right I can always okay, come okay. back you know. No we have you And we are going to Continue yes. right where we are okay. So we have We have some time Okay, okay. Go Good So yeah, I, wa- I wanted I wanted to switch A little bit yes, And please. speak about Government information yes. system And I, I spent a lot of time speaking with Ivan and I know we started in the beginning and speaking about the role of the PRO and behind the scenes we mm-hmm. have a whole lot of conversations mm-hmm. because I spoke about the perception of that role and that I feel that that role is bigger than any political party that mm-hmm. may be in power but that government as a whole Deserves the opportunity to have information put out there <laughs> and not be skewed politically. And every time you say government, people think about the ministers. You know, government is yes. the people, you know. The entire system. The entire system. Yeah. The people, the ministers, the PSs, the. It's a whole system. I keep telling so people just see government. Mm-hmm. You hear government information and you see just the ministers. And, and, and they even forget <laughs> the opposition is part of government. It is government. And I had to so break that down. It for is bosses. government. So it's not just elected no, no. It is the entire, it is the entire system. system. Yeah. And so when we speak about government information services, mm-hmm. Where do you see your role and where do you see our envision Angular going and being able to get that information? Oh, because for me, that was the reason I took this. Yeah, well, you started with this. You started with the progress report as Mm -hmm. a start with the aim to move into other areas. Government information systems, as I know it throughout the Caribbean and other parts of the world, normally comprise staffing. You have, you have a number of persons. It's not a one-man or two-member mm-hmm. thing to do it well, to do yeah. it properly. In most of the Caribbean territories, um, off the top of my head, uh, you're averaging about five persons. Easily. Because you have your videographers, you have people who go out, you have people who do your scripting, you have your production people, people who work beside editing and so on and so forth so it's a team it's a whole team here you're starting out very small with the hope of eventually so down the road the establishment will have to look at 
this thing in in its totality, getting people trained again, yes. trained people. So your videographers, your editors, people who work uh, behind the scenes, and so on. People who do upfront and camera. People who do voiceovers, mm-hmm. you know, and who do the final production, you know. So you put out your final production, but it takes time, and you have to have a clear vision of where you want to take it. Again, it's an expansion of putting out, you know, because you have video, you have audio, you have pics, pictures, and, and the words. Print, and Print, electronic press. Electronic press. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff comes into it. So it can't be a one man. As it is now, you have Ivan and you're assisting. you got to move beyond that. You need at least another two, three, four persons coming into that. The government information systems, you have the government information system as a standalone. When I say standalone, it's there as a block. You have your government-owned radio, not government-owned, the people-owned broadcast stations. Mm-hmm. So you have the radio arm and you have this other arm of the GI. Some of them have merged, yeah. where you find the, 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 the GIS or the GIU merging into the broadcast, or some of them stand alone. It's it's a question of what you want, but you have you have uh, you have merged you have this um the working between the two you have the the radio arm and the GIS working together. So you you might have staff who who duplicate you know who are multifaceted who work across in some of the Caribbean Caribbean okay. territories. So it's for Angola to decide what and how it wants to do it. But it's something that I've I've been talking about. It's something that's very welcome. It's a way of putting, getting government information out there to the people. I've even suggested that in each ministry there's a point person who's responsible for information who would collate all the information, comes into a central area and just put out. Like each minister, in some countries each minister has uh, his or her own press secretary who deals with that aspect. But it's fed. Mm. The information is fed into the GIS and you have an output. So for weekend, you might have the weekend the week from the GIS where you collate all the information. But stuff is constantly put out. They have the websites and you have material. If I want the budget speeches from 2004, I could go here. Everything is accessed one spot. Um, Someone from overseas wants some information. Instead of running to an office, government office, they go to the GIS because all the information is, you know, is stored here. It's a repository for all of governments. And that's the but again, you need people. You need people. You need people. You need trained people, not yeah. just people. Yes. You need trained people, people who understand the, how the whole thing works. And, and, and I must say, I appreciate when I started. I don't know if you remember the first meeting that we yes. had. Came over to Radio Angola and I said, Right, know, that was a very interesting discussion. This is where we need to go. So we have those, those yeah. prepared it um, for, for, for the Premier and the team. And everybody's on board. I can tell you, everybody's on board. But is the steps being taken? Because right, guess that's, what? That's it. We can't stop to do it. We have to do it while doing all this stuff. But this is a start. This, yeah? is, a this start. is a start. And you're working your way in. It would have to be budgeted for. You yes, a, that's where we're budget. at right now. You have to get people trained. Mm-hmm. One, you have to get people interested. Yes. You have to get youngsters who are into the social media thing, who you can interest to come across into that. Train them properly and let them go. Let them be creative and the creative juices flow and get it. But this is a start. 
you have to start somewhere so yeah. don't feel that you you know you've been pushed aside just look at it in a positive way that this is a start of something to come but continue to push the powers that be that look hey this is important and it is important yeah, it is important a lot of things happening in Guilla just just go you know and there's no repository you can't yeah. go back and find it i can't yeah. come 10 years down the road somebody wants something you're doing a special or some broadcast entity wants something you could go back to your gis you know what you, you, you have this bit of footage from when the queen came here in 19 whatever boom here it is you know so all of that is stored and kept and backed up on the cloud and so on and you have it you but can, it comes you through your GI it, it, it kind of solves almost yeah. like a national archive uh, yes yes it is that's have, what it is where you have that's what that it is because everything that happens and as I said government is not just the ministers mm-hmm. it's total it's the entire yeah. country it's there and, and, and to be entirely honest and I'll, I'll be I'll be very blunt um, that's the vision yeah and it's not everybody within the different roles. And I'm not talking about the ministerial level. I'm talking about even down would would appreciate that vision. Mm-hmm. And we're being but you have to get the buy-in. Yeah, but you have to get the buy-in. So that's part of it too. You can't be trumping it down on people. You because they've been doing doing yeah. something for so, particularly for so long. Yeah. So when I came with my private sector training and 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 my knowledge of things, and I'm like and I'm like telling. Um, are having discussions with my PS and my PAS and we're talking about, yeah, Ivan, we really need to standardize every department in government and how things go. Look, because it's a, yeah. I, there's no reason why, yeah, have your identity, your roles and stuff, but there's no reason why on the global scale, communications from, for instance, the Ministry of Finance should look strikingly different from communications from the Ministry of Infrastructure. True. It's government, you understand? Mm-hmm. And, I, I, I had a situation recently where I heard like a news reporter or something from another um, island and they were pulling clippings from what we're doing here. Precisely. And you that's, see, that's see, the you responsibility see, you that see you what have. I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, and for me, like... I, but were, I, you, were you credited? Did they credit you? I didn't even check for that. Yeah, you must check for <laughs> I, that. I must they, check for they, that, yeah. They, they ought to have credited you. I didn't even check, but I'm, I'm saying when I came in and I said, you know, we can't just... Be, be doing it rinky dinky mm-hmm. you can't because like if I'm uploading pictures like you, you see the pictures on Facebook and stuff I load all those pictures in HD because in the wow. absence of a GIS website people would go there for content yeah. so you can't have those things blurry must be quality high quality it must stuff. be quality so this is this is the things that we're we're getting at I'm excited about where it's going to be entirely honest and one thing Glenniva always personally agree with it at the end of the day, when Ivan is gone and Glenn yes. is gone, this is supposed to continue. Continue. That's correct. Yeah. Continuity. I've, I've, I've said that. I, yeah. I, I and too often we see that. Yes. You, you know, Ivan is gone, Glenn Eva is gone, it stops. Yeah, there must be continuity. Let it continue. Yeah. I, I, I always want to make the distinction. I, Ivan says it and he says it in, in, in jest, but progress report should be bigger than either of us. Uh-huh. I would love to see progress report continue no matter who is sitting in this seat. Yes. Because I think what it is intended to do, even if we haven't reached our full potential, what it's intended to do is too important to just go by the wayside. And you see, and I said government in its totality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking here that members of the opposition 
Yeah, they've been here invited. Mm-hmm. And invited and sit. Mm-hmm. And they're part of government. government. Yeah. Correct. You see, people just see, and I have to emphasize this as people have this uh, misconception that it's just about government, the ministers who serve in the cabinet and so on. No. no. And you can see our guests. And people from outside, yeah. in common people, everyday people, they're part of. It's yes. a collective. Yes. And this is where you show that you're, you know, you're bridging those gaps by bringing people different perspectives, different thinking. Because they're all here. It's all Definitely. here in Anguilla. They're all part Definitely. of the Anguillan community. Yeah. So you, you draw from the community and that is what sustains and carries your program and make it so interesting. Yeah. But you're hearing all these different views. Different views. And you take from that. People learn from that. And mm-hmm. People see things differently. It's fascinating. Progress Report is open up a fascinating thing. Once it's done properly, you get your content, you get the people, you diversify. Yeah, you, you said you diversity. Me that from the yeah. You get it and you pull it all together. Yeah. It's not about no political thing. Oh. Politics has its place. I, I, I often say that there's a place for politics, hardcore yeah. politics. But there's a space, a bigger space. For governance. For governance yeah. and the people. In its totality, getting everybody on board. Yes. You see, and this is what, this is what I'm all about. Getting Definitely. everybody on board. Tot Monson and Bagai. I have that. Get them, get them together. <laughs> <laughs> This has been, Ivan, I, I don't know, I've, I've given some leeway of some time and I'm not sure that the radio stations appreciate when I do that. <laughs> but <That's> this, <laughs> this has been such a riveting conversation and I knew I was going to step away mm. and leave this space feeling much more enlightened. Mm. And... I had a high expectations for this episode and <laughs> <laughs> as usual well, I hope I'm satisfied as you, you did not I disappoint I, I hope I didn't disappoint you I tried my best you did not and, and, that, and yeah. that means you're going to be back correct? I'm going to be back yeah, we have some we have some things there's some touch. other things I would like to get into as well yes. and, and really show some stuff okay awesome. right, so I like the sound yeah, of that I'd yeah. like to come back and so thank you so much for being here with us for sitting with us for I don't even want to say this was a conversation. I feel like today was a teaching moment. I feel school. I love conversations. And I, I really appreciated this conversation. Thank you for being here with us. Ivan, as always, this was... Another... I, I, I feel this goes beyond another great episode. Okay, this, this, this has been an excellent, <laughs> extremely excellent episode of Progress Support. Mr. Keith Stonegraves, I'm humbled every time I meet you. I I leave with knowledge. I, I feel empowered, and I'm not just saying that. Peace be unto um, you, my brother. And I appreciate you on so many levels. I, I know I can always pick up the phone and call you. And if there's something that I need to be checked with, yeah. you've called me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I appreciate I that. I tried. And you said something that I, I want. Enjoy doing the people's business. Good. I want everybody listening and viewing to understand that at the most basic and foundational level of what we do, everybody that has a cell phone, everybody that has an ear, yeah. a listening ear, your own ear um, what you say what you do should be done responsibly absolutely and if there was anything that that should be taken away from 
today's updates and conversations from the government information service is that we all need to be a bit more. Yeah, don't shut up. Speak truth to power. Don't shut up. Talk. But be responsible. It's not about shutting up people. Mm. You know, it's we live in a democratic society. We have freedom of speech to a limit. It's not infinite. Yes. But be responsible. Know your laws. Know what you can say and know how far you can push the envelope. Right. But be respectful. Be respectful and be responsible. All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Progress Report.